Welcome back, everybody, to the Prepared Mindset Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Austin, and this week, we're talking night vision. I'm joined by Duncan Green, the COO of Steel Industries. Uh, if you guys don't know who Steel is, uh, you should, but if you're even remotely involved in the night vision game, uh, you've probably heard of them. They're doing some really cool stuff, customer service-wise, some really cool stuff uh, in terms of just bringing information and uh, access to, to night vision capability. Uh, here in the United States. Uh, Steel's an awesome company. They happen to be the company that I reached out to and made my purchase for my PVS-14 through them. So they've really now helped me take my second step in the night vision world by uh, helping me grow my understanding and my knowledge base around uh, night vision. So there's a lot of uh, pieces. There's a lot of questions that come with buying night vision. And, uh, you know, this conversation that I have with Duncan, I think is going to hopefully help put some of you at ease, hopefully fill in some of the gaps that some of you might have. Um, maybe it's going to spur you to have some, some new questions, some additional questions. The nice part about steel is they have a chat function built into their site. You can reach out to them. You can ask these questions. You can have this dialogue and address the concerns that you have. Uh, it's it's a really, really cool thing that they offer that not every company does. Um, and their unique approach to how they they position uh, night vision, how they position themselves, and how they want to make this about education and make this about a positive end user experience is really one of the cool things that uh, you know that they're doing that I really appreciate and why I was happy to be able to get some of Duncan's time, uh, especially as close as we're getting to SHOT Show in just a couple short weeks out in Las Vegas, right? I was very thrilled that I got to, you know, get his time uh, on the calendar and sit down and have this this awesome conversation. We don't get too, you know, into the weeds on things, but we definitely, we touch on a lot. And like I said, I mean, I, I think if you're one of the people that's, um, you haven't heard of Steel, I think you'll... You'll definitely be looking into them after this, and uh, I obviously I had a very positive experience as a consumer with them, and highly recommend that if you're in the market and you know the price we talk about this too, the, the price of things is only going to go up. Um, you know, right now it might make sense to go look at uh, getting into some night vision. Whether you've been saving for binos, you don't have all the money, and maybe you just maybe now is the time to get into a single tube before prices really jump uh, due to inflation and things, or or what have you. But Steel's a great company, and uh, definitely, like I said, somebody I would recommend checking out. But before we get into that, I do have to say thank you, as always, to our supporting sponsors here at Prepared Mindset. First up is Eclipse Holsters. Guys, if you are coming fresh out of Christmas, if you're coming right into 2023 with a new firearm, head over to EclipseHolsters.com. Let Jess and her team take care of you, get you into a brand new Kydex holster. Carry confidently, carry safely with Eclipse. Discount code PREPAREDMINDSET, all one word, is going to save you 20% off your order. They have everything you need in the waistband, outside the waistband, light bearing. Uh, you know, they make holsters with Velcro backing. I just got one uh, for Lexi as a Christmas gift to go in her Vertex sling bag. All kinds of options. Additionally, things like wallets, belts, cleaning supplies. They have everything you need to carry confidently. Uh, I, I really can't recommend them enough. Head over again, EclipseHolsters.com. Discount code prepared mindset will save you 20% off your order. And spend over 100 bucks, they're going to upgrade you to free FedEx two day shipping so you get it to you even faster. Also, activecarrytech.com. Guys, Active Carry is doing some really cool stuff in the medical preparedness space. 
if you need a medical kit, and let's face it, we all do, whether you carry a gun or not, honestly, medical supplies are paramount, far more likely to use those than, you know, a firearm. But if you do have to use your firearm, you should be able to render that medical aid uh, in that situation. Active Carry has a lot of good options. They hooked you guys up with discount code PMP10 to knock 10% off your order, whether it's their Blazer V2 IFAT kit, just make sure you're covered yourself, their Gamma kit to give you a little bit more uh, effectiveness there, cover more than just yourself, a couple people, uh, their ankle kit, the Guardian is a great offering. If you need something that's slim and concealable, maybe you're in and out of buildings, in and out of vehicles all day during your job, you want to have something accessible on your person all the time without having to carry a backpack or a bag or something, ankle kit could be great, but they also have a custom kit builder option so you can make the perfect solution for you and what you need. Again, activecarrytech.com, code PMP10, it's going to save you 10% off. And last but certainly not least here, LARP Labs. Guys, check out what larplabs.com has going on for you. Vinyl wraps, these are computer cut. They cover your optics, your lights, your PVS-14, your laser, and give you that next layer of camouflage if you don't want to paint your optics, you don't want to paint your lights. I know a lot of people are apprehensive about the whole painting thing. This is a great solution to address that, and you don't get that nasty, you know, sticky goo. They don't peel after a couple of weeks. Uh, They don't, you know, glare or glow under night vision, which is another huge bonus and can help make sure that you break up the lines of things like your laser unit, your scope, your light. You guys use discount code prepared mindset, all lowercase, to save yourself 10% off. Again, larplabs.com for your computer cut, tough as hell, 3M vinyl wraps, camouflage your optics, camouflage your lights, camouflage your night vision. All right. So now that we're through that, like I said, my guest this week is Duncan from Steel Industries. We're going to get into a whole variety of different topics, all circulating around the overarching point of night vision. So without any further delay, let's get into it. Hey, Duncan. Welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. No, absolutely. Uh, this is, I've been looking forward to this. Uh, my listeners know, uh, I recently, uh, I keep saying, take the plunge. It's not really a plunge. Like I didn't get married or anything. Uh, but I, I bought night vision. Uh, I made the yeah. commitment and, uh, it's kind of a scary conversation. Uh, I had internally with myself, like, Oh, is this the right thing? Do I need to do this? Right. Um, but I did it. It's super exciting. Uh, the last piece of my setup's coming in the mail. So they'll be able to run around with it soon and everything. Um, let's start off. Uh, can you introduce yourself to the listeners? Yeah. So again, thanks for having me. I'm uh, Duncan Green, COO of Steel Industries. We're located in Bradenton, Florida, and we manufacture night vision systems from binoculars and binoculars offer a full suite of uh, accessories, thermals, um, and other night vision associated products. Uh, 2023 is going to be a new year for us with with you know, streamlining product offerings, offering new and exciting products to the market. Um, but that's what we do. I mean, we've done it well since 2019 and continue to kind of press that needle forward. Yeah, I what, I did not realize that that steel was as, I want to say young, because I feel like some people look at that and go, you know, bad connotation. But I just, I'd heard the name mentioned with various discussions in the space. So I had no idea you guys had been, around so briefly, but had such an impact, um, had, uh, Drew Hopkins on a couple of weeks back who's, who raved about you guys. And, uh, 
with certainly his his posts and things like uh like Josh Lowry as well, both guys from you know T-Rex Arms, uh mentioned the steel name. And that was what really got me looking at the site when I was ready to make my purchase. Um so you guys you see you guys are a manufacturer then. So you you actually like put it all together in-house. You're not just taking a shipment from somebody, slapping a sticker on it and posting it online. Correct. Yeah. So I think uh you know when you when you look at kind of our you know, start in, in 2019, right? When you look at other night vision companies, they've been doing what they've been doing for, for many years, right? You're looking on average eight, 15, 20 plus years in, in night vision. And we don't have that, you know, we started in 2019, but what we do have is a, is a passion for night vision, a passion for quality customer service. And we just bring fresh new ideas that others may not be doing. Right. So it, here at Steel, it's a group effort. Um, we're always collaborating on how we can keep that needle moving forward. How can our customer service be better, our product offerings? How can we bring a positive impact to the night vision industry as a whole? And I think since 2019, a lot of people who've already been in the industry or new to the industry now as an end user, they see a massive market shift in, in who, we, who we are from 2019 versus now, how the industry as a whole um, how we do, how the industry really does night vision, right? So it used to be, um, and we were guilty as charged in 2019 too, and that, that was kind of the market where you had a lot of people, manufacturers like us, we had a lead time and a dumb lead time, if you ask me, 20 plus weeks, 12 plus weeks. Oh, really wow. standard, yeah, really standard commonplace for to have a lead time on anything. I mean, accessories, night vision systems. Even servicing was taken, you know, a month plus. Um, and, and some entities are still doing that. Um, and, you know, on some products, you just have a lead time, right? You just sell out so quickly. Um, our L3 Insight product line is one of those where we constantly keep getting it in, but it just goes away so quick. Um, but we strive to really change it in a sense of, you know, the Amazon, or, you know, steel is like the Amazon of night vision, right? We're always constantly refreshing our inventory. We're always having um, these opportunities to order it today, have it in your hands tomorrow type deal. And, and that satisfaction of having the ability to have high quality systems in your hands in 48 hours or less, in, in a lot of cases, is driving the industry as a whole and other entities and other manufacturers like us to, to kind of push that needle forward. And it's it's a lot of work, don't get me wrong, but the real winner is the end user, right? You yeah. don't have to, you don't have to give somebody your money and wait six months for a product, four months, six months, whatever. You can order it today and have it within your hands in 48 hours or less in most cases. So the the real winner, like I said, is the end user. Yeah. And, and that was the cool part. You know, I ordered mine on, uh, technically it was Black Friday. It was very, very early in the morning on Black Friday. Um, like many people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, after, well, okay. So I think I, I've told this, this story to my listeners, but you might find this funny. So I was really on the fence about doing it. You know, I was like, well, maybe, you know, uh, I'll wait, maybe there's gonna be a better sale, you know, maybe I'll, I'll wait. I don't know. It's a, it's a big purchase. Right. And kind of him and Han with my wife about it and everything. And, uh, fast forward to the end of the evening. Uh, my wife had a little bit too much to drink at the family Thanksgiving, get home, uh, she's getting sick. I'm stressed cleaning the kitchen, put her to bed and everything. And I sat down at the computer and I'm like, you know, like, damn it. I deserve nice things. <laughs> so I, I get there and I start looking at everything. And I had a buddy, 
uh, uh, John over at, at LARP Labs uh, that was messaging at like 1145 at night. I started this conversation with him like, hey, man, I don't have any idea what I'm looking for. Um, looking through like the the spec numbers that come with it, you know, which I, I think one of them is Halo and one of them. I have no idea. Anyways, I, I had no idea what I was looking for, right? <laughs> Um, the cool part was though, like I got the the purchase made and then, you know, with the holiday and everything, it was not right away, but it was like Tuesday morning. Like I had it at the door and it was in my hands. And like that, that for me was, was huge, you know, cause you're spending, I mean, it, it comes with the territory, right? You're spending a bunch of money. Like I, I want it now. Exactly. Um, so I, and I, and this is, like I said, night vision is really new to me, maybe not to some of my listeners, but I had no idea that lead times were that long. Like I would look, they don't don't have to be right. They used to be in in some companies, they still are, but we're trying to drive that metric down to really having that in-stock availability. Because like you said, you spent a considerable amount of money. And for some people, everybody's amount of money that they value is considerably different, but you're, you're not spending a hundred dollars. You're spending two to $45,000, depending on the system. You want that ability to have it in your hands as quickly and as swiftly as possible. Yeah. And I really did appreciate too, that it's the, the, you only like the two shipping options. And I I don't know what the other one necessarily does, but mine was signature required on delivery, which I was like, dude, awesome. (laughs) Because I cannot tell you how many times I've ordered stuff and it gets delivered to the wrong house. And with something that was that, uh, you know, high dollar amount and everything like, that would really suck if I had to go knock on neighbors' doors. Like, did you guys happen to pick up a box pelican oh, yeah. case? But, I mean, even that vision. happens, right? Some, sometimes we're at the mercy of the driver. Um, yeah, especially in like I heard one case last year where it was up north and it snowed, and it was signature required. All our NVD and laser devices are signature required. Really, anything above a thousand dollars is signature required to be shipped. But they had like four feet of snow, and the driver dropped it you know, at the mailbox, didn't get a signature required. It had snowed four feet, packages gone. Investigation opened up and, you know, the customer always got sorted out. We made sure to take care of that, of course. But um, yeah, the snow consumed the package and it was never found again. So you always have those wild scenarios of, you know, even with signature required, sometimes people mess up, right? The yeah, UPS it's... driver, the UPS driver. Yeah. And especially around the holiday time too, you know, they're like the temps and stuff. So it's always a real, you know, dicey situation, but I was, I felt a lot better doing it. And I know that can, and not everybody does that too. You know, I'm sure they, they offer more premium shipping options, but, um, something that I appreciated was like, you guys really only had, I think it's like two day or next day and overnight or or something like that. It was like just the good stuff. And it's like, we're going to get this to you fast. Um, Cause you want it. Like you spend a bunch of money, you want it in your hands. And uh, if you're like me, you freaked out a bunch trying to do your research and make sure like, Hey, uh, am I getting a good, cause I didn't, I mean, and maybe you can talk a little bit more about this, but like the, the options I got a PVS 14 and the one that I got on black Friday special was the Elbit. And right. I, I didn't know, you know, and I still really don't <laughs> like what the other options were and everything. Like I have no idea. I know I heard that white phosphor was good. And Gen 3 and, you know, above is good. So anything that's not that, I was like, okay, maybe I shouldn't look at it. Um, like, heard a bunch of good things about the Elbit unit and everything. But I, I mean, I have, I, if you stress out that much, like, you just want to get it over the finish line. You know what I mean? Like, you want it in your hands and it's it's really cool. Um, but 
speaking, uh, you know, towards that, what are, are there like the, the primary offerings in the market? I know Elbit's one of them. Um, and I guess, is there really anything that's one's better than the other, or is that not really how it works? Yeah. So, uh, the, you're opening the rabbit hole of, of tubes and not even metrics, but like tubes in general. So, you know, end users, and when I talk about end users, I'm really strictly talking about commercial end users, right? People like you and me, um, you know, not agencies, not DOD, but just, you know, your everyday person, right? Who goes on somebody's website or is night vision for hunting or their applications. They don't really know how many tube options these manufacturers make. And there's actually a lot more manufacturers than just the big three which are Photonis, Elbit, and L3. You have Japanese, Chinese, Russian, um, you know, uh, Photonis is made in France and the Netherlands. Um, so oh, you wow. have two, yeah, you have two, um, two manufacturing capabilities there. Um, but like take Elbit, for instance, Elbit has over 200 tube part numbers that they manufacture. And it starts to make sense when you're talking, you know, green, white, um 10160 11769 this is a variant with an ecag pigtail um or not you got 10130 for pvs7 tubes you got you know specialized tubes that are hardened for clip-on units you have gated non-gated um mil spec com spec aviation variations of all of those um so really that's a lot when you when you look at the industry as a whole from those big three you really have hundreds upon hundreds of tube options that they manufacture that we as a you know systems manufacturer can offer our customers in a grand capacity but we don't right um and, and nobody does everybody kind of sticks to those you know one or two per per tube manufacturer offering for us photonics echoes um price point wise it's great um in either monocular or binocular system for elbit you kind of see a wider array of options um, from the mil spec YH to the aviation VH. XLSH is formidable in the commercial market for the price that you end up paying for the value that you get. And XLSH is a commercial spec. Above XLSH, you have SLH, SLG, SLN, um, green and white options, and, and all of those you know, YH, VH, um, you have export tubes like we offered in the past, M22, um, which was a 2000 to 2200 figure of merit option. Um, you get the point, right? With the Elbits, yeah. the same with the L3, you have uh, mainstays like 18UM. Uh, we switched to UA, 18UA, which is just the uh, same performance metrics, but the classification for cosmetics is tighter. Um, so the UM allowed for zone two and zone three, spots in the ua only allows for zone three peppering i'll put a blanket out there now peppering in any zone on any tube mil spec com spec aviation is acceptable so but the the point is there's so many tube options for us as manufacturers to choose from we all choose pretty much the same right we're all pick we're all going out having these discussions with two manufacturers looking at the cost of the system and how we can give our end users the best bang for their buck Right, because there's tubes that that just are astronomical, right? But we don't offer them. We don't, and the industry as a whole, to our commercial users, don't offer them because it's not necessarily a value that an everyday person should be spending or or will get. Right? If if I said a PVS14 was 
you know, six or seven thousand dollars. Are you as an end user going to see a difference between the three thousand that you just spent on an XLSH? Really, no, right? So, us as manufacturers, we do the due diligence part of, you know, what are we going to offer our customers? What what can we get that's going to be a good value, good performance, and all around benefit the end user? Because a lot of times for the everyday person, you don't necessarily need mil spec. You don't necessarily need aviation classifications. And that's kind of how in Elbit's world, the XLSH became so pro pro prolific is because relatively speaking, it's cheap, right? $3,000 yeah. for a monocular is cheap um, compared to, you know, what they can be in, in other tube formats. Um, so the cost was there, the value was there, and they were all over the place in performance, right? You could get, you know, we've sold plenty of 3,000 plus figure merit XLSHs. But on the opposite side, there's been plenty of, you know, average 1,800, 1,400 FOM XLSHs that have been pretty clean. So you, you get that full spectrum of, of value in terms of what you're spending. So that's kind of why the XLSH has been so good for the industry as a whole, um, not just at steel, but, you know, you look at everybody else who's offering XLSH. Um, it's just been a game changer. But, you know, kind of fast forward to now, XLSH is is uh, making its way out. Um, it wasn't always an offering Elbit had. It is a commercial spec fallout tube. So, you know, Elbit, L3, Photonics, they don't go out making, you know, fallout tubes. They want to go out and make the best tube they can and, and kind of how the magic rolls out in the end of the process is, is how they fall. But um, yeah, it's just there's so many options out there that we as manufacturers can offer, but we really do our due diligence um, as an industry who offers end users products to give them the best bang for their buck. And, and those are the offerings you see from us or or anybody else. Yeah, it's it's something that I think a lot of people get <clears throat> uh, like anxiety over. She just like that, that like not knowing, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. so it does help to know that. You guys, I mean, we're talking about steel, right? And I'm sure other companies do too, but you guys do your due diligence to look at that and go, what makes sense to offer people that are, you know, in the market? Uh, we don't want to sell them crap because that's obviously that's not a good business model. Return business is a thing, right? Because I, I'm not there yet, obviously, but I know I hear from a lot of people like spend some time with a 14, like give it a year or two. You're probably going to be looking to upgrade to, you know, yeah. binoculars. And I have a, I have a six to 12 month. A window for what I call fence jumpers. So if you if you're already if you're already thinking about a binocular, you'll you'll send us an email within six to twelve months. I mean that's that's really I would say over eighty percent of of like I said fence jumpers in six to twelve months are back buying a binocular, right? And, and that's wow. that's why you see if if you're on any kind of forums or social media or, or in friend, larger friend groups who have night vision and those users who start with a binocular. Right. In, in really a year's time, it's up for sale because yeah. they, they're getting back their investment um, to, to be able to, to turn around and buy a binocular. So congratulations on, on being a fence jumper. I'll see you back in uh, six to 12 months. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Don't tell my wife. She was supportive on this one. I don't know if she would be on that one, but I, I, yeah, there's a it's probably a good chance. It's worth a week on the couch. Yeah. Well, that's. I don't know if that would actually happen, but that's a whole other story. Uh, but yeah, I oh, mean, you know, it's... I, I, I have in the past, um, you know, it's, I have, you know, married men, I'm not myself, but married men will always say, 
damn, it's it's worth. I think this monocular binocular is worth a, a week on the couch. I said, you know, I'm happy to 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 give you like some consolidate or some prize certificate that says congratulations on our social media giveaway. And there just you go. You the receipt, and you can hide it from her. And I've done that before, right? It's been wildly successful. Um, Are you serious? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it's a free. You have to call and um, just say, "Hey, my wife's going to kill me." Okay, problem solved. We've done this before, right? Here's your here's your. I won this on an Instagram giveaway. Uh, what have you? I want a raffle, something, and uh, your invoice doesn't go in the box. You get it emailed, and uh, it's still going to be signature required, right? But when the yeah. wife, when when you're at work and the wife's home hadn't have, having a sign for it, she's going to open it, right? And she's going to rummage through everything. So you know she's going to find have, it. Have her have her reading the, hey X Y and Z won this. Okay, well, yeah, she's not going to ask you more questions exactly, but yeah. you have the invoice and everything else. So yeah, it's 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 fun stuff like that that sometimes makes the difference. So do you with with people that are getting into it and, you know, jumping around between, let's say the three major types that you still see, right? So like a PVS seven, a PVS 14, and then the various different versions of binocular night vision, right? I've had a lot of people tell me like, Hey, avoid the PVS seven. Like, I know you guys, I don't think you guys don't, I don't think offer it. And, no. um, I think there was a video I saw months ago, right? Cause a lot of people jump at it. Cause you can usually find it cheaper, like closer to 2000 than 3000. And I I believe the gentleman, I don't remember where he was from, but he mentioned it's like the tube in it isn't, it's not even produced anymore or something like that. It's because so it's such old technology, but then I also get guys that are like, Hey, if it works, it works. And it's still being able to see at night. Is the seven a viable option for people? Or, I mean, I guess in your opinion, is it really something like, there's a reason I went for the 14. Um, I heard enough of the bad things about the seven, but I also don't know a ton. Right. You, you'd be sur- and I think everybody would be surprised at how many PBS7s are still being made. Right? Really? Carlson is still selling PBS7 bodies. So is Elbit. Elbit is still making, you know, PBS7 twos, which is one on one thirty format. Uh, most of the time, a lot of the bulk, um, I don't know the exact metric on the, the quantity or percentage wise, but a bulk of PBS7 consumers are not U.S. consumers. They're really for exporting. So the PBS7 worldwide is a legacy product that is still here and it's going to be here for some time still. And a lot of end users are, are not you know, U.S. citizens, but you have that whole kind of end user space of non-U.S. citizens and the PBS7 fits the bill, right? Price point wise, uh, due to export regulations on performance metrics, the, the, those tubes work well. So for for us and, and our ability as as U.S. citizens to have more, you know, to have much better performance and products, the seven's not really usable. Like even if you have, if somebody said, "Hey, I have two thousand dollars today, can you get me in a seven? No, right? Save a couple, you know, come back in a couple months and get into an Elbit, get into a Photonis. Yeah. You know, you know, we're not talking three, four thousand more. We're talking anywhere between five hundred and a thousand more. You can get a better quality, better performing system for the money. So, you know, if you find one for 1500 bucks on, on eBay or something, I'd, I'd raise some questions about it, but it happens all the time. Facebook groups, um, AR15, you know, all these other forums that it, it populates, but it's not really a considerable thing to, to look for, in my opinion, versus a, a PBS7, right? It's just... 
does it does it detract from like from a, when I say performance? I mean like uh like field of view. You know what I mean? Uh, is it? I mean, I think a lot of people look at it first, not with not knowing much about night vision, thinking, well, this is two eyes down to one lens versus the other one. It's you're splitting your vision, so to speak. Is that really a factor? Like, I don't, I just, I don't know enough about it to really understand how it works. I mean, but obviously we have seen the 14 get adopted pretty, pretty widely. So, I mean, if it was that bad, that wouldn't be the case. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, you know, there's a, there's a glass collimator and a PBS seven. You're still only viewing one tube, right? Yeah. Both eyes are there. And I think uh, when I talk to end users who are are so accustomed to the seven um, and still use it, because some law enforcement agencies still use it. I mean, we we have an agency that uh, we've sold DTMVS, 14s, you know, the full spectrum of stuff, but we still service their sevens. Um, and some officers who have more experience on the force and have been using the sevens for a lot longer, that's what they're comfortable with. So it's still an interesting part of a lot of, you know, agencies or end users, but it's not going to field you anything different than a PBS 14 will. Right in, in terms of there's no advantage to going to it. Um, some people have a preference on, you know, not having, you know, one eye, you know, acclimated to the the natural light. Right. So you're using both eyes if you're using eye cups. But you know, it's not something that we offer. It's it's really no point when you have the the staple that is a PBS 14. Yeah, I, I yeah, I mean, I think that. For that, the reasons you just listed, like it's, and I think maybe, I don't know, uh, if it's not as widely accepted for whatever reasons, I think social media probably drives part of that too, you know, to some extent, um, you have enough people saying not to do it. People are just going to stay away from it. Um, I, I had no idea that they were even still in production, to be honest with you. Um, I had people tell me like, oh, well, they're 35 years old. Like it's not new technology. Why would you? you know, spend the money on, well, on well, something well, like that. PBS 14s aren't new tech. Neither neither are, are image tubes, right? This is all antiquated technology. It's all analog. You know, you see really a push towards digital, psionics, Microsoft in conjunction with DOD and psionics. You see a push towards digital, but digital's not there yet, right? Yeah. I had a privilege of being in a discussion with uh, an Air Force PhD part, or PhD um it's not even a professor, but it's a PhD level um, electron tube engineer. Um, he's basically night vision god himself, right? He, if 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 there's something night vision related, he knows it like the back of his hand. But he was he was saying that uh, even the analog technology has a delay that we can't as humans perceive that delay. But when you kind of move into the digital space, um, you have you know refresh rate, and and that's just not there yet. So. You know, although the analog technology is is antiquated, it's old, they're still making it better, right? L3 is still coming out with new and exciting tubes. They're still making new fusion, CMOS integrations, overlay, fusion, the, you know, EMVG-B is, is you know, on the scene, GPMVG-18Fs, which is the Panos with fusion integration is on the scene. Um, so you have a lot of cool options that are still being made and developed. Um, that are still using I squared tubes, which is this antiquated technology. When there's a, a big kind of prolific commercial push to have, you know, cheaper alternatives, and and with cheaper currently in night vision, you get um, you get a lot less than than analog can deliver. So 
Um, in a few years time, it's, it's going to be interesting to see all these kind of digital spaces come to fruition and, and the integration that they'll have, the price points that they'll have. Um, but night vision really still is this, you know, hot commodity, this, this golden ticket of superpower. So it, with, I mean, without getting too far into the weeds on things, like that's everyone's question is when they, when they find out like this is legacy technology, it really isn't, right. you know, super cutting edge. <clears throat> Where does the price come into it? Is it just due to the like the environmental factors that it has to be under to create? Because I've heard that from some people too, like because it has to be like a not a purged environment, but like a you don't want static and things like is that the kind of the same thing we see with like computer components and things? Why you pay more money is just because the process to uh to to assemble it is that kind of where it all comes together there? Yeah, so um I'm going to make some opinionated statements, but some factual <laughs> statements. Um, and the, the truth about night vision in, in companies like steel and others is we are so bound in pricing by L, by the two manufacturers, right? right? And, and their price to us is strictly in some capacity bound by the amount of DOD export or agreements that they have, right? So if Elbit is making, I'm just gonna throw some non-factual numbers out for this example, but if sure. Elbit is making 1 million tubes a year between the, the gamut of 200 plus tubes that they make, right? If, if they're making that many, then the price is X, right? Because the DOD is committed to a million tubes, for instance, and then you have overages and, and you're making more and, and the cost can be offset with the commercial market, whether they're making offering commercial tubes or mill spec tubes, you know, the DOD bears the blunt of the cost in, in tube manufacturing uh, in terms of allocations. And then we as a commercial company and all the other ones do reap the reward that the DOD provides us, which is the ability to buy these tubes at their current price. Right. And, and as DOD numbers fluctuate up or down, uh, or as you know, tube offerings dwindle in, in color or this spec goes out or no longer offered, pricing changes. And then you have pricing dictated by inflation, you know, just regular cost of good increases year over year. Inflation's at an all-time high. So you will see in 23 a massive overhaul in pricing, kind of industry-wide. Accessories are going up. Um you know, items themselves are going up, tube cost, housing, optics, uh, whether it be, excuse me, whether it be domestic manufacturing optics or uh, Carson, which is Fuji and and um, and what have you. But you have this kind of thing that we are, you know, as a, as a manufacturer, all of us are doing the best we can to offer a competitively priced system. But at the end of the day, we're, we're bound by, Kind of going back to that DOD um, allotment of if the military is buying more, then our costs can can stay the same or it can go down. If they're buying less, for instance, green, right? Green phosphor tubes. Um, DOD is not buying too many of those anymore, right? So the cost of green here soon um, is going to see a price increase. And it could very well be more than a white phosphor. And that's strictly based on supply and demand. It goes back to you know, if Elbit was making a million green tubes, well, then the price would be X. But if they're only making half a million, well, that price is now Y. 
So, and that Y price can be a lot higher than the white phosphor price. So, so it, it, it doesn't necessarily mean, or it could, like if you're saying if green gets more expensive than white, it's not necessarily in, indicative of like better, which one's better. It's right. just right. supply demand type deal where it's, it is what it is and you can't really do anything about it. Correct. And, and you do have, uh, and that goes back to, you know, us as manufacturers, we do the legwork. We see what those tube options are that are that best bang for your buck, the best value for your spend. Um, so, you know, when we, when a tube, when a system manufacturer like us says, we're not going to offer this anymore, it's because A, it may not be available or B, it may not be as cost effective as it used to be, right? And we're always pressing that needle forward on what could be the most cost effective solution for end users. And it used to be, you know, XLSH. Right, still started. I'll go back, flashback to 2019. Um, that bang for the buck used to be 1701, which is a commercial spec unfilmed L3 tube. You know, now it's it's 18 UA or or UM previously. Um, but for Elbit, for instance, there'll be times that we'll kind of throw out some some new and exciting tube offerings that have a good value. Case in point was was last year with um, M22, which was a 2000 to 22. 100 figure of merit um, mil spec tube offering. It's actually a com- or an export tube, uh, which means it was, that's an export part number, which means it's bound by those FOM metrics for export. But the price of those those tubes and those systems was so advantageous um, that we just had to offer it to end users, right? At the, at the time, it was just something that they made a lot of sense. Like we're, we're gonna get you 2000 minimum. You're not gonna get anything above 2200, but this is the price. So you're going to be able to use night vision with a considerable benefit of, of avoiding those 14, 15, 600 palm metrics. And it's, it's going to be at a price that's, that's very reasonable. So we're always looking, and I think the industry as a whole is always looking to bring on new offerings and not necessarily new to, to us. You know, we, we have conversations with manufacturers on what they're making, what they've made, what they're doing. So we know what's kind of coming in the pipeline, et cetera. But new offerings for end users like yourself that, you know, you saw on Black Friday XLSH. Fast forward to today, right? We don't, uh, we still have XLSH, but our mainstay Elbit is 2376 minimum figure of merit, right? It's not an XLSH tube. Um, and bang for your buck is there, right? You, you kind of forego that 1400, 1500 minimum FOM that the Elbit XLSH started going back do- down to. And we're guaranteeing you 2376. So, you know, we, like I said, goes back to, to the legwork that we as an industry uh, perform for end users to get that good value. And it's, and, and hopefully that, that makes sense to people listening. Cause I think a lot of people think that it's just arbitrary, you know, like some companies are vastly cheaper than others for whatever reasons. And, it, it really, I mean, and that may be the case to some degree for for some companies. I know certainly there was, I mean, I shopped around. I look at a couple different places. Um, <clears throat> I did not go with the cheapest thing I could find. Um, but it, it's worth recognizing when you're looking, like it's not entirely in the company's hands. Like there's some degree of, uh, you know, wiggle room, right? But at the end of the day, you guys are business too. And if you want to be able to have the access to things like this, businesses have to stay in, in business. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, 
And I, and you don't, you don't, you don't see a whole lot of, I don't think you see a ton of people complaining about, about price in general. Um, at least not yet. My hope is, you know, geez, I, I really hope with inflation and stuff, we don't see things start to, you know, shoot through the roof too crazy, but I mean, who's to know? Like the economy's in a weird flux right now. We got a lot of different stuff going on, and 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 you know we're gonna be rolling into at the end of next year, right? Uh, they'll start campaigning for election again, and yeah. it's gonna be all over the place. It's gonna be absolutely stupid because uh, for I, reasons I don't. I mean, I work in finance, and I can't even explain it. When we get to elections, prices on everything jump all over the place, and um, you know, I mean, if somebody you know, listening to this is on the fence about buying, I would say buy now because more than likely you, prices are going up. I think that's a fair statement, you know, going. No, just ab- absolutely. And here's the thing. Prices have already gone up. Um, they're going to continue to go up year over year if they haven't. Um, and it's it's not because we want to increase pricing, right? It's because businesses have to. Product price right. themselves are going up. Tubes are going up. Glass is going up. Housings are going up. I mean, everything's going up it's inflation and then you have year over year cost of good increases and you know the the best time to buy night vision is today because tomorrow could be could be a dollar more right for instance so if you're if anybody's on the fence about buying night vision it's important to to really calculate you know your ability to do that as quickly and as educated as you can because you know price increases aren't going to stop i mean they when you go to Walmart, you don't you don't see prices going down; they just go up. You yeah. Know? So, yeah. you know, every every commodity in the world is doing that. So, night vision is no different. So, it's important to to really just go out and get it because at the end of the day, if you don't get it today, tomorrow's a new price, or could be. You know, not just from us, but anything. You go to you go to the gas station today. If your gas is four dollars tomorrow, it'll be four twenty. Again, right. so you know it's it's just important to make conscious decisions on you know you have to realize that the price of anything is going up. Night vision is no exception, and if you're in a position to to afford it um, and utilize it, then you need to take that opportunity to do so. Yeah, and I mean, and if you're one of the people, I, maybe this is something we can look at for a second here is if you're looking to do it, and I know there's plenty of guys out there like I've talked to uh, that. Like, yeah, I'm saving for night vision. I go, okay, cool. And like, yeah, I'm 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 skipping over uh, a 14. I'm going straight to you know binoculars. And it's a DTMVS. <laughs> yeah, like, hey man, like cool, like sweet. When do you think you're gonna have that done? You're like, I man, I don't know. And it's already been a year, it's been two years. Like, I get it, you know, stuff happens, things come up, medical, whatever, right? Life. It's like, why wouldn't you just get into a 14 now? Mm-hmm. Why I mean, I get that it in some regards, people look at it as like Oh, that's going to be a setback because I'm spending that money on what I, you know, quote, don't want. I think, well, what you want is the capability. Right. Does, does getting, I mean, what I've been told again, because I, I don't have a, a very much experience at all, is that the main advantage between binocular and monocular is the depth perception of having both of your eyes behind the tube. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, it's not actually a field of view thing. Right. Is that, yeah. is that accurate? Cause I've had some people come back and go, no, you only have half as much field of view. I go, I don't I mean, both eyes are open. Right. It's going to feel a little wonky, but yeah. So it's, it's, see. it's a, uh, that answer can be answered in a few different ways. And and what I mean by that is if you're, if we're strictly comparing, uh, you know, 40 degree field of view optics, right. Which are 
and we'll talk standard Carson optics on a monocular, standard Carson optics on a DTMES like we offer, right? You're not going to get an increased field of view. You still get your 40, but you get the ability to have better depth perception, perceive shadows at distances, perceive, you know, objects with shadows. And, and our brain just kind of, you know, shadows for us are important. Our brain uses that as, as our ability to process distance, size, location. So with a binocular, you do get some added benefits, but it's not, hey, I'm going to double my field of view. It's just the same field of view, guys. You know, the goggles are collimated. So you're actually still only seeing one image. But, you know, when we're talking, you know, wide field of view, for instance, um, Acton Black is manufacturing um, wider field of view, 50-51 um, degree field of view. Um, I think... I forget the other manufacturer who does it now, AGM, maybe there's some fish eye in theirs, but um, those optics do offer a wider field of view, but um, they kind of come at some disadvantage. Um, you can also look at increasing your field of view with products like the Noise Fighters Pano Bridge. Um, there's some exciting new things that Neil over at Noise Fighters is, is about to, to release. His products he's already worked on are, are prolific in that space. Um, for for dual bridging, yeah. well, I just ordered their uh, their J arm for my fourteen. Yeah, um, the, so the, the, the pro arm is is nice too. Weight savings, um, great for for what it is. Um, uh, AB night vision, the RP MVG, right? You're able to increase your view um, from forty to to sixty five. Um, the Panda Bridge allows, uh, I think, seventy five field of view. Um, so you have options to increase your field of view. Now, with anything, right, the, the more you increase with only two tubes, uh, your inability to view your direct 12 o'clock can dissipate. Your distortion in performance can dissipate um, as you increase that to some degree as well. Um, so there are products on the market now that can increase your field of view, and there's going to continue to be products that come to the market, especially here in 2023, um, just like the Act in Black um optics they're they're coming out in 23 and it's it's going to be a game changer you can take your dtmbs or your monocular and and increase from 40 up um to, to 50 51 so it, it's going to be nice to be able to do that in in the native system that you already have it's it's not a system change it's just an optic change um so you, you have those the ability is coming, right? But for what's on the market now in, in mainstream offerings, it's just 40 in a binocular and 40 in a monocular. So it really, I mean, technically, like it really doesn't matter if you're talking strictly from a field of of uh, field of view perspective. With standard optics. Yeah, with standard optics, there's no difference between a monocular and monocular. Now, if you're talking QTMEG, GPMEGs, um, Photonis's um, quad system, um then then yeah you increase your field of view but you have four tubes to do it not just two so in a, right. in a standard in a standard end users um offerings um or things that they buy rvg dtmes 31s 1531s 31 deltas pbs 14s pbs 7s you still get 40 so that's, so that's kind of like one of one of those myths of buying night vision that i, I I think it's it just, it, it makes sense if you're talking to somebody that doesn't know, right? Like, oh, you only got one lens, one tube, so you're going to have half as much view. And I think that scares some people. Um, 
because I mean, nobody wants to be at a disadvantage if they can avoid it. But I've also, you know, I've had a lot of guys tell me like, you can be really effective, right? With that 14. Oh, yeah. Obviously, the super binoculars, yeah, the binoculars are, I mean, it's, it's the preferred route, certainly. Sure. Yeah. There's nothing wrong, I think, with the monocular and, you know, I think with, as with all things in, in the shooting and training space, right? Like it to an extent comes down to training and understanding, yeah. you know, understanding what your, uh, the, the data, right. That's being fed to you through the tube and understanding, you know, there's, there's a learning curve to it. I've been told I, again, have not gotten a chance to, uh, put everything together and, and, you know, go stumble around my backyard yet or anything. But, uh, I mean, if you are somebody who knows, how these work and how to uh, adapt, right? Your behaviors, your your actions and things under night vision, you're gonna be way more effective than somebody who doesn't, but has the, the you know, quote, cooler uh, kit, oh, right? 100%, 100%. I mean, let's look at myself, for instance. Nine years ago, I did not get a monocular. I, I jumped off the deep end at uh, nine years ago. I was at 18. No, you went right for it, huh? I was I was young. I was young. I'm, I'm still young now. But nine years ago, I got into a Sentinel, right? An Anathen Street Sentinel. Um, it was uh, thin filmed green phosphor. Love the thing. Um, I'll never go back to green. But uh, the first <laughs> time using it, um, I can't tell you how many things I ran into. How many things that I just struggled with when you first really? Started. Yeah, and it's because I started. Uh, I decided to just jump into to not the basics. Right, I decided to start running with it and start shooting with it, and that's totally what you don't need to do. You need to focus on the basics. You need to, you need to read a book. You need to go up and down the stairs. You need to mow the lawn. You need to, you know, kick a ball around. You need to to do all the basic stuff before you pick up a firearm. Definitely before you drive a car or a golf cart or, or a vehicle of sorts. Um, do the basics because. Once you grasp the basics, the other stuff comes a little more naturally. You already know how to shoot, right? So your your emotions are already going to be the same with some, some differences. But, you know, you have no idea how to operate 40 field of view at night and the basics, right? So where where's my feet? I can't see my feet, right? Where Where's this stair? You know, how do I read this book, these directions, this map? So the... The point is the basics are so imperative that if you skip the fundamentals, you're going to struggle when you hit the range. You're going to struggle when you decide to go out with your buddies and hunt and get on the ATV and, and drive. Um, so, so for sure, get the basics, do the basics. It's boring, right? But you're going to be so thankful that you did because everything else is going to become second nature once you do. So when you get yours uh, and you put it together, uh, or finally put it together and you start using it. The last thing you need to pick up is any firearm, right? Learn how right. to walk with the thing. Learn how to, to go up and down stairs. Learn how to open doors. Because the other thing is our eyes can adjust the distances. Night vision can't on its own. So you have oh, to yeah. adjust it yourself. So, you know, you're taking field of view away immediately. You're going down to 40. You don't have that autofocus that are, are you know, our eyeballs can do. So you're at a lot of disadvantages until you train the basics. So that's, that's my advice is, is don't skip the fundamentals because you'll regret it if you do. So that, that auto focusing piece, is that where we're looking at like digital kind of being the future because it allows for some, 
some of those if i mean if we can get the refresh rate up right we can eliminate some of the the problems with it but that's the to, that's why everyone's looking forward to digital right yeah to to some degree and in some degree people are, are using irises macbox um and and diy irises um to to kind of adjust for that um in some capacity but um you, you there's a lot of there's a lot of trains of thought on on what um you could do to kind of adjust for point a and point b in in a binocular system and a monocular you kind of set on what you set it at um whether that be infinity a, a set distance etc but uh, i won't go too deep into the trains of thought on a binocular because there's no right way to do it wrong way i could do it one way and it worked great for me you can try my way and it worked terrible for you you know i don't run irises myself i don't i don't finagle with it um you know, nine years ago, I didn't either, so I'm, I'm not going to start. There's definitely some big advantages to using um, irises, but I don't use them, and because um, I didn't, I didn't train with it. I didn't, I didn't have that in the last nine years, and, and I don't have it now. But they, I have used them, but I just won't use them um, or retain them, if I should say. So there's, there's just does does digital solve that issue? It can, it could, um, you know, refresh rate has to go up on that. Refresh rate has to go up on thermals um, because you're talking, you know, digital tech when you're talking both of those. So it's important to, to have the best true image. And by true image, I mean, you know, if I'm, if I take this psionics or if I take this thermal away and I look with my naked eye, is it going to be the same in, in terms of, you know, I can process this bit in a split second, a thermal takes one second, the night vision takes another second. So technology is advancing, but it's, it's not there yet. So, I mean, and I guess my, so my question here with all that then is the thermal piece of it. Cause that's mm-hmm. something you mentioned a couple of times, but <clears throat> I, I, I mean, I've, is there a, a is that more of an advantage? Um, I've heard of, I've had a couple people that I've talked to uh, say like, yeah, they built uh, the panel bridge, right? So they put, they took a, a like a white FOSS PVS 14 and then paired that with a thermal unit. And I instantly, I was like that, how do you, don't you have like an, you have an aneurysm looking through that? Like, how does that even work? <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, I was, my mind was so blown by the concept, like thermal, like I've played call of duty. I know how thermal works sort of <laughs> and you know uh splinter cell sound and everything else right exactly yeah. and uh look through the you know night vision i'm like okay no, but how would that mesh together is that really a thing or is there do you think we'll start to see a shift towards thermal because of its advantages yeah so when you start talking thermal um you really start talking a few trains of thought right when you when you consider thermal, are you talking, you know, strictly handheld? Are you talking strictly weapon mounted? Are you talking kind of a combo like the IRA RH25 accomplishes, or you can, you know, run it as a, a clip-on with the MQD mount, or you can, you know, run it on a dual bridge with a monocular, or at the end of the day, you can always hold it in your hand, right? Um, but yeah. when we're talking, I think for this conversation, we're really discussing, you know, pairing it with a monocular. Right. And when you're talking that you're talking like, you know, ML 19s, you're talking um, FLIR breaches, you're talking, you know, 320 or 640 core, you know, small form factor, um, thermal, thermal optics. Um, And what you do is you just put it on your left or right eye of the bridge, you turn your 14 on and um, 
they fuse an image. It, for some people, it, it's it's instant. For some people, um, they can't handle it. Some people, I tell them, you know, you might throw up the first time. It, it's happened. It happened to me. Shit, I'm not going to lie. Uh, doesn't happen now, but... Um, this because, was the first time you fused a 14 and a thermal together? Yeah, um, this wasn't a this wasn't a good time. Um, now, <laughs> now it's you know when I've when I've used other you know fusion systems, overlay systems like you know Jerry C's, uh, Cody's, E Cody's, um, you know Fleer breaches in conjunction with monoculars, MH25. Um, you get used to it. It does take some time. You know, even yeah. now, I mean, you know, five to ten minutes to to fuse a monocular and a and a thermal optic together in in terms of you know my brain conjoining the the images um in other cases i tell people if you don't get used to it, that's okay just turn one uh off and flip it out of the way or, or or what have you so there's options it it it's not native night vision itself not native to our eyes so you know you're not immediately going to be like oh this makes sense because uh, it doesn't um and you know you're always gonna turn your night vision on, take your take your Instagram picture, and say, "Look, like it's the coolest thing ever. Look up at the sky." Uh, but when you introduce thermal into it, it's a game changer. But thermal itself goes it goes back to me saying, you know, digital has limitations, but thermal has limitations. You know, at Shot Show 23, there's going to be some new and exciting thermals that come out. Um, there's going to be some new and exciting digital night vision that comes out. Um, a lot of it has made massive strides in the right direction but they're not done themselves right they're not at a point where they're happy which is good because then you right. know, oh yeah you know technology 1280 just came out uh commercially in a weapon site um by iray uh, i'm sure there's going to be some new names in the game in 1280 um which is good because the the more the merrier the the better the price is going to be and you know in a couple of years um, we might have a similar conversation where, well, look, 1280 is the new baseline, guys. What's what's beyond 1280 um, in, in the thermal world? Um, and in a couple of years, I squared may be obsolete. It's really not, but it, it could be. Anything's possible. You know, tomorrow's a new day. But um, fusing a, a thermal optic with your monocular, really good for hunting, really good for scanning. Uh -huh. Um, the, the ability to, to just go out. I mean, I was just out, um, you know, we have, we're fortunate here in Florida. We got a pig problem. Um, and we got, oh, yeah. access to, we got access to land 20 minutes from our office. Um, and, and we're going to start really putting out some great, um, just some fun content and, and some educational content around, you know, the products that, that we offer here at steel, the, and us using it, right? Because, you know, we always say we use it and we do. We're going to show you we use it. We're going to go, you know, blow some pigs up. We're going to go hit the range. We're going to go do some some drills um, at showcasing the products that we currently use, the new products coming out, to do some reviews. Um, just get some cool content because I think, you know, as much as education is important in the night vision space, it's important to be able to go out and see how we use it. Yeah, right. no, I know. Yeah, yeah, because it, it needs to give you as an end user an idea of, okay, well, I just got this. I can't do what, you know, T-Rex is doing. I can't do what Steel or, or you know, TMVC or, or what have you, what they're doing at an advanced level. But I can sure as hell go out and go kick a ball. 
right? So we're not going to skip the basics either because that's important. But it gives you kind of an idea of, of what you can use it for because some people, you have spaces that are just astronomy use. You have spaces that are just photography use, hiking, camping. You know, it's not always when when you and I might think of night vision, you know, when we're first getting into it, it's not just the 2A community of shooters, right? You're not just getting a 14, hitting the range and, and hitting some targets. You got a wide gamut of options you can use this technology for. So it's it's a lot of fun. We're going to start showcasing um, night vision in a, in a more kind of uh, in-use role rather than maybe me behind a desk. I know I... Uh, now I look good, but uh, I'm not that <laughs> so <laughs> we, yeah, we need to turn the lights off and the night vision thermal on. And and we're looking forward to, to making that content. Um, we posted some teasers out, but um, yeah, it's, you know, when you're going back to thermal and, and night vision, hunting is, is kind of that prolific namesake spot for that technology. Yeah, I, th- I I have friends that have gotten into the hunting piece with the like the night vision scopes and stuff, and unfortunately, <clears throat> uh, I I think they opted for the some of the cheaper brands out there. Things like uh, I believe you said it was a Sightmark scope, and right. I don't know how Sightmark ranks and things with night vision wise. I know that their optics for almost everything else it's kind of low on the ladder. Um, it apparently works for him because he. I think he got like his family because we have tag limits here in Michigan and stuff. Then they got like seven deer last year, um, which is way more venison than I think they could even consume, but whatever. Right. Um, And I, I just, I think that, uh, yeah, people forget, like you can, you do more than uh, LARP with your night vision, you know, hunting. Uh, I honestly didn't even realize until I was talking to uh Chris Blau over at 1911 syndicate. He's like, dude, no, if you want, you want your wife to like be okay with the purchase. Like after you get it, have her look at the stars with it. Like, seriously, does that work? He's like, I took my wife on a trip for an anniversary. I think he said it was went to the planetarium. Then I took her out to a big open field and had her look through, you know, I think it was D said it was DTNVSs or something. And she said that they, that just blew away everything they saw at the planetarium. I'm like, okay, score, like got this. Uh, you know, that there's and I th- actually, I think now that I say that I think drew had an idea too, for like some place to rent out night vision on date nights and like, go look at the stars and stuff. Like you make a killing. It'll be great. And you can convince your wife why you need a well, set. It's not even that, but you have, you have in a, in kind of that idea of a date night, right? You have dining in the dark, you don't get night vision, but the servers are using night vision, right. To, to serve uh-huh. the guests in, in complete darkness. So it's sensory deprivation, but you know, Night vision is still being used in that capacity with the staff to, to be able to serve, you know, you, the, the people on their, on the date, their food. So there's really so many things that night vision can do. I mean, you have, look at, you know, I'm in Florida, look at um, uh, animal kingdom. They have a night vision guided tour. So really? that's I a had, thing. Yeah. Where you at can Disney rent, uh, animal kingdom. Yeah. You can rent night vision and, and go look at the animals. I'm going to put that on a list with like, uh, with star Wars, uh, to make sure I, I, I yeah. had no idea even offered that. Like I've been looking for, you know, like reasons to go down there. Like star Wars world was basically the top of the list for me. Cause I'm a huge star Wars geek, but, uh, that, <laughs> uh, that may, that that's probably going to be on the list. I had no idea they even offered something such as that. 
Yeah, you might want to bring your own now that you have some instead of paying a couple hundred dollars to rent it because what you're going to have may be better. But um, yeah, there's there's so many cool things that you know the night vision itself um, is is used for, and it's not shooting, right? I mean, we go you know, the the crew at the office, we go to the range or or go pig hunting at least once a week um, to stay proficient and and you know control the pig population too. But you know, not everybody's afforded that opportunity, right? If you live in a city, you don't have pigs. You don't, yeah. you may not have a range that allows night vision, you know, look at, if I, if I look at kind of the trend in night vision, um, I was just out at, um, uh, JW and his crew, um, if you know, JW ramp, um, his crew was putting on, um, the, he's going to give me some shit for it, but not so East coast, East coast, nice shoot, um, out in Ohio. So cold. Um, but next year, this year, it's going to be two days. And, and what you saw is I was talking with um, the staff and him there. Um, so wait, when was this? This was in November of, of you know, last yeah. year, which it seems like yesterday, but um, yeah. just over a I'm month in, ago. I'm in Southeast Michigan, so I'm actually further. I'm probably quite a bit north from him. So <laughs> just when you said it's so cold and like, yeah, we're probably like a good eight or 10 degrees colder than whatever that was. Hell no, yeah, no, I was. <laughs> I was freezing my ass off, as was everybody else there. Yeah, um, I bet. we need a we need a bigger fire next year. But um, what what you see is, you know, I was just there in November, and that was year three, and this was the largest year they've ever had, and, and they're expecting an even larger crowd next year. You know, it started with you know a couple people, and then it was like forty people, and I want to say this year it was like well, last year it was like two hundred and something, two hundred ten, wow. twenty maybe. Um, I mean, you had everybody out there. You had you had us. You had um, your low light innovations. You had Trigicon, or not? Excuse me, not Trigicon. Envision. You oh, had wow. um, you had Argus in representation there. You had um, BF One Systems, Nick Chen. You had Alex Co. You had um, I think Overboard Systems was out there. You have. I mean, there's too many to, to list. The yeah. line is you didn't have as many manufacturers that you did before, and you sure as hell didn't have as many people, right? But for a lot of those people, it's their only time, unfortunately, that they get uh, a year to really use this stuff on the range, right? Because it wasn't just, hey, come hang out. This was, hey, look at all this cool stuff. Now let's go use it, right? Let's get yeah. together. In a, in a great capacity at a great area and let's go use this shit. Um, and, you know, events like that for people who really live in the city, who, you know, if you're really interested in night vision and in the capacity of shooting or hunting, you know, and you don't get that opportunity regularly, events like that matter, right? You know, if you only oh, yeah. do it once a year, then that's the one once a year you have to train. Obviously, I hope you're at home training or somewhere else with the basics because at the end of the day, the basics matter the most, but you know, it's, it's, it's just nice to be able to have opportunities for those people who don't have the luxury that somebody lives in, you know, BFE or, or the country does, or who has access to the land. Um, because you, you have the ability to, to shoot further, you have the ability to walk further, to, to explore further and, and really learn the limits of yourself with the technology and then yeah. the limits of the technology itself. Yeah, I think that's a lot of <clears throat> I think a lot of people 
I mean, maybe they don't, they don't fail to realize it, but they don't really think about like, uh, night vision. And I guess more to the point, like the aiming lasers, the technology we have for that can reach out further than what I think we, most people just think CQB, like you think like in Laden raid or whatever video game is your, you know, your, your flavor, right. You, you see night vision, you automatically assume like CQB close quarters, nothing past 50 yards. Right. Um, and it's just not the case. Like, uh, you know, you start looking at some of these YouTube videos and things where people are testing lasers and illuminators and night vision. It's like, you can reasonably like really reasonably use this equipment out to 300 yards. I mean, if you really know what you're doing, probably further than that. Oh yeah. It's not, it's not out of the conversation at all. Oh no. But um, I kind of go back to, uh, cause we had talked about Drew and, and Josh from, from T-Rex. Uh, but Lucas had put a poll out on his Instagram about, uh, I don't know verbatim what he said, but Lucas had put a question and kind of phrased it on, I think it was either what you have access to right distance wise. Oh, yep, I, remember this. Yeah. I mean, I voted, um, but you know, a lot of people, I looked at that myself too. And I was like, I wonder how many of these people who, who can, accurately shoot or, or comfortable shooting at you know that longer distance that option d that he had how many people can do that at night right oh, because, that's a good point because yeah. here's the other question right if you can do it in the day well that's only 50 percent of the day you got the other battle which is at night right and if you if you really think about it you have to think about you know are these people pro proficient not only in the day but turn the lights off Put the moon out, take the sun away. Can you still do the same thing effectively or not? And you're, the answer is going to be no, unless you train with it. Because you didn't immediately pick up a, a you know, a Daniel defense and say, hey, I can shoot 100 yards with irons. You didn't do it. You had to practice. You can't, yeah. you can't, you can't say that I'm going to pick up that same, you know, AR-15 and, and go, well, if I can shoot 100 yards at irons in the day at two o'clock in the afternoon, what about 2 a.m.? Hell no not doing it so and it's not because you suck as a shooter but because you only conquered 50 percent of your life in the day you need to conquer right. the night and 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 you need you need night vision thermal fusion to do that but just having the tools like you said earlier is not enough you got to be able to use it and and it's important to to use it even if you have the capabilities to, to do it at night in on a range or if you only have the capabilities to do the basics yeah. And that's, uh, I had a buddy put up a post that said something almost exactly to that effect. Like you're, you're taking yourself out of 50% of the fight or 50% of the day by not having the capability to, to see, to perform, you know, to be effective at nighttime. And it's funny because <clears throat> I actually mess, I was messaging him today and I'm like, and he reshared that post. And I told him, you know, that really irritated me and made me upset. And I went out and bought night vision. <laughs> He's like, well, yeah, well, good. Then it did its job. Thank him for me. Thank him for me. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, absolutely. Because uh, it was one of those things like, yeah, I, I went out and actually I shot with him. I want to say it was like the second weekend in November. We have a buddy now that we have like networked and connected with who has land we can shoot on outside. Um, so we're, you know, obviously going to be taking advantage of uh, once the weather gets a little bit nicer. Because uh, I think today our high, we have a warm spell and it was like 41 was the high. Um, but that particular day it was like 33 and there was snow flurries uh, while we were out, you know, shooting. I told him, I go, 
yeah, I think I'm, you know, because he was giving me, I think he was giving me shit for running like a Baofeng radio or something. I'm like, yeah, I know, it's on the list. Those are effective. They are, but he's he is a radio guy. Like he's a Marine reservist. That's like his thing. So he he doesn't, uh, you know, mess with the peasant radios. He only has the good stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I was like, you know, I want to fix it. I'm going to address getting a better radio and everything. But top of my list, I think right now, like I really think I'm, ready to take the step into, into getting night vision. He's like, okay, that's an acceptable, you know, answer to that. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I mean, I don't disagree. Um, but then he put that post up and I, I want to say it was probably like a week before, uh, or maybe in a couple of days before black Friday. And I was, I, I was like, you know, hey, I should really start looking. I got the money and everything. Like it wouldn't hurt me. It wouldn't kill me. I, and I, uh, and honestly, you guys, I'm not just saying this because you're the one here, but you guys actually had a really, really competitive and good black friday sale um yeah. <laughs> you know for the, it, it, i mean and i talked to a couple different guys and i was like i think it was one of uh christian's posts another guy from t-rex and one other in the comments chain there it was like you know um you know monocular can be very very capable and effective you get a elbit uh was it xlsh right you can still do it you can be incredibly effective with that and i was like wait a minute like, I know that I went back to your site and I looked like, that's what they have on sale. Like maybe I really should Maybe this is like a sign from God that this is what I need to get. And, uh, yeah, I mean, so here we are, right. Fast forward a month and a half later and I, I did it and everything. Uh, but I, you know, I think we've seen a big push on things like that. People, I don't want to say guilt tripping their friends into buying night vision. It, it kind of is, but like, there's a push for it. I think now more than probably the last couple of years, um, yeah, and I think I think it's I'll cover two points. It's not only the push in 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 what I'll refer to as a friend group, right? But you can't you can't do and it's not about you know fighting off the government or fighting off X, Y, and Z gangsters, yeah. have you? But it's it's imperative to most of the time, if you have a friend group who shoots, right? You know, again, night vision is not all about shooting, but if you have a friend group that shoots, you generally plan it together. You go hunting together, you go shooting together. The first person to drop their money on night vision, the rest fall in line, right? Because that one person doesn't want to go out alone. They don't want to train alone, right? So it's important to have that group aspect. Um, and to that group aspect, when you're talking radios, Lucas covered this himself too. It's not only important to have a radio and in some capacity, it doesn't matter what kind of radio you have. You know, you can have a, a $1 radio or a million dollar radio. If you don't know how to use it and communicate effectively in a team environment, then it's useless, right? So that Bay of, that Baofeng radio you have should be enough. I mean, I still have one myself, but it's really enough to, to go out and utilize it in a team capacity because what you'll find is there's always one person who hot mics all the time. Yep. They, they just do it. And, and that's not effective communication, right? Because if, if it's you and me, and you know somebody else and i'm hot micing well we can't have a conversation because i'm you know scoring the pooch on the mic <laughs> so yeah. it's it's an, it's important to not only have you know you can relate this to night vision relate to anything it's not only important to have it but it's important to train with it you know there's so many people who drive this fact home and not just steel but but other companies too because it's it's vital to night vision use and anything in use. You got to train with it. You can't just get in a car, turn it on, and expect to go to Walmart intact. 
your first time yeah. at 15. Not going to happen, right? You're going to wreck. Um, issues for sure. You can't, you can't, you can't go run a, a box drill in the day and, and, you know, be very proficient and then cut the lights off, turn your PBS 14 on and do the same time. Not going to happen. So, um, you know, train, train, train. Once that one friend makes that plunge, the rest will fall in line and then build from that. And not only the night vision training, but if you want to get into communication, if you want to get into other things, you know, you have to go out and train with it. And it's going to take that one person making the plunge for everybody else to fall in line and do it too. And then you're going to go out and you're going to train and you're going to have a good time. You're going to go hunting. You're going to get some nice Instagram pictures of, you know, pigs that are stacked up on the, on the truck or, or what have you. And, you know, you, you can coyote hunt. Uh, I was doing that in Las Vegas. Um, last shot show didn't get anything but um shit you know you wouldn't uh when you're talking las vegas hunting in the valleys there uh if you don't know how to walk with night vision you are up to greek the amount of really? cactuses well the amount of cactuses you have to, to look out for right they're only you know orange size but if you step on it i'm sorry you're having a bad time so, <laughs> i didn't even think about cactus yeah I mean, but you have to know your environment and, and part of knowing your environment is knowing how to use the devices that you have and you can't just automatically know how to use them. Yeah, it's one and it's it's something that gets pointed out with everything else. I don't know why so many people still assume that it's the same with night vision, but <clears throat> you're never going to rise to the occasion, right? It's always fall to your lowest level of training. And, you know, thinking back to when people, when we all bought our first firearm and things like that, like day one square one that's that that exists within the the realm of night vision just like it does with the realm of i mean anything else land navigation uh survival and preparedness things like water for water purification and fire starting you know field craft skills like it all has a square one and be cognizant of that and you know uh that's the easy part, honestly. Like, hey, you spent all this money on night vision. Like, yeah, go hide in your basement and walk around in the dark for a while. And yeah. like, you know, where you have at least some idea of what what's there you could trip over and stuff. And then you can warm yourself up to everything else. And, you know, to your point, you know, box drills and things like that. And um, I think some people kind of assume that it's kind of a plug and play system. Like, oh, I have an aiming laser, so I don't need to worry about this because it. I'll just put the laser on the target. And it's like, well, I mean, yes, that's technically how the equation works, you know, but, <laughs> uh, but there's some nuance around making it all work that way. Um, you know, how do you I, set I, it up? How you, you know, you know, how do you zero your laser? How do you zero your optic? How do you, you know, not only the distances, but the, your optic level, you know, some people don't have night vision ready optics. Um, so what level of, really day optic brightness do you put you know is the lowest too low is it too much to burn your tubes i mean there's a plethora of things that it's not just plug and play you know you can't just be proficient in the 50 percent of the day and then expect to take all of those skills and be the exact same at night day one it's just not possible and anybody who who it is they're just not they're just lying to you right? so is that is that really a realistic issue with uh uh, burning the tubes with an optic is that something that you, you've seen happen yeah, so so you know tube technology operates off of you know 
passive light. I mean, there's so much science behind it. And that's a really dumbed down kind of explanation, but mm. you know, it doesn't operate on, on direct light sources. I mean, it's all, you know, ambient light sources. So when you flood the tube with an overabundance of light, you know, whether it be from lasers, backsplash, um, power lights, what have you, you can damage the tube. It's no different in optics, flashbangs, um, you know, muzzle devices themselves, full auto can absolutely ruin a tube. Um, if you're if you're not careful, you don't know what you're doing. Um, so there's all these nuances of, yeah, this is a general statement of what you what you can and can't do. I always like to say common sense goes a long way, but there's there's all these things that you know you can do that can damage your tube that you may not know, right? And a lot of it is non-common sense. So for instance, there was there was a customer um that that said um because you know you have daylight covers right yep. and and i hate the term because it says daylight well yeah you can well shit i'm not going to say it because somebody's going to say duncan said uh go out and use it in the day and it's not you know let's let's use some common sense for one second and say it's night vision right it's not day vision it's not you know it's not even basement vision it's night vision Go outside, use it, have a good time. But just because you have, you know, blackout filters or, or you know, any kind of filter on the device doesn't mean it's it's automatically perfect from from not getting damaged. So you know, when we when we sell night vision, most people sell auto gated tubes, and and I like to give a very general kind of analogy on auto gation or auto gating. Excuse me. Because I played video games growing up, I, I kind of still do. Not so much now. I don't have the time, but I'm sure a lot of people have played Halo, right? Yep. You know, when you deploy a, a deployable shield, right, and you have, you know, these these other people coming out through SMGs, you can take some fire, but that shield's not going to be there forever, right? Auto gating is similar to that in a sense where it can take some damage, need not be hurt, but eventually, if you keep just shooting, you know, SMG fire, in this case, light, an overabundance of light, um, you're going to damage your tube. And you can do that in a, in a multitude of ways, and, and not just directly, but indirectly. Um, we were training with some friends. Um, I don't know why I said we, I wasn't, but um, some of my friends were training, and one of them, they were doing some CQB training. One of them was using a uh, LA5, you know, ultra high power, um, great laser for range, not mm -hmm. so much for indoors. And he learned really quickly um, that when he was breaching the door, he engaged the laser before crossing the threshold and just flooded his tubes and, and massive blems in the tube. And we're not talking a minute, two minutes, we're talking seconds of oversaturation can be the difference between no blem and a blem. Every lighting condition is different. Everybody's circumstances to be different. Um, every tube is different. So common sense goes a long way, but you got to be mindful of the tools and accessories you're using because in the environment too, because they can all play a factor in, in keeping a healthy tube from, from damage um, and, and just having a better experience overall. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's, that's something I think like I'm, <clears throat> I'm paranoid about it. Like I, I leave the covers on, it lives in the case and stuff yeah. like that, um, which I think is just general, like, good 
yeah. good practice, right? Mm-hmm. Like hey, if it's light out, don't bring out the night vision. Like you don't Correct. need it. The key word in that sentence was, was night, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I know I've seen, uh, you know, just horror stories post online guys are like, Oh yeah, I, you know, I left my battery in and didn't realize it or something. Or I, uh, you know, my buddy was messing around with it. Or I let him borrow it for a weekend, which I mean, I'm all in favor of getting more people interested in night vision, but I mean, I'll be the first one to say, I don't know if I'd trust anybody with like, right. Here's here's the thing, right? From at the end of the day, you almost don't trust yourself. Yeah. I mean, to some degree, because, because the more, you know, you know, the, the more you're like, well, shit, maybe this will happen or, or this could happen. And I don't want to go out on a hunting trip. And then next thing I turn it on, it's like, holy crap, where'd this thing come from? Right. Where'd this blood yeah. come from? Where'd this spot come from? And it happens. I mean, you just, you know, damage doesn't have to be immediate. Yeah. You get damage, not see it. Next thing you know, you turn it on the next time. It's like, well, there goes, you know, X amount of money. You know, is it still usable? Probably. You know, if you have laser damage and it's like a spaghetti bowl, not so much. But, <laughs> um, you know, it's, uh, I call it spaghetti art. Um, you know, there's, there's some agencies and, and, and whatnot. I've, who, who asked for some service in one time and they're like, can you fix this? And I'm like, what the hell happened? He's like, well, truth be told, these two guys played laser tag in the indoor range. And I'm like, can they, first off, can they still see like oh, themselves? Uh, because the tubes were shot, but um, it goes back to make sure you have some common sense, make sure you trust in your ability, trust in your training. Emphasis again, in training guys, make sure the industry as a whole gets training. Make sure you go out, Get yourself trained. Get your friends into it. Get training, 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 training. But um, common sense goes a long way. And, you know, night vision is not invincible, but it'll take one hell of a beating. But it's only going to take that one misstep, that one millisecond, that one time to say, oh, shit, I can't fix this. So Yeah, and then you're you're kind of, well, I mean, I guess it depends on the situation, but you're kind of out of luck with uh, what's covered in a warranty, what's not covered. I mean, I general dumbassery is usually not covered under your service warranty. I mean, uh, well, not, not anybody's right. You yeah. know, Elbit, L3, Photonis. If, if I get a tube, you can see it. Right. But the people can't, I've got, yeah. I got stacks of tubes on, on my desk right now, loading on the website. And, you know, we just loaded stacks. Of, I mean, just, we go through so many tubes and systems a month. It's, it's, it's unreal. Is that, so is that your job? Do you have to take the picture of each one of them to post it up? No, 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 no. I don't. Uh... <laughs> I will. I will say though, like that was by far and large the big selling point for me was that I could actually I, I, and other people gave you one picture, mm-hmm. like this is what you know Elbit White Foss looks like. But what you guys do, where you're like here's your serial number, I, I think it's a serial number or a tube number, right? And you can scroll through and you can see the different stats on it. You could see if there's like a, is blemish really the right word or whatever, or, 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 or dark spots, peppering. Yeah. Like a dark spot. Yeah. And you can, you could go through and, and pick it out. And I was like, this is like, I know what I'm going to get. And that's something I think you guys advertise in, uh, maybe it's like a YouTube uh, ad or something that I've seen. I was like, it probably has me on it somewhere. <laughs> I think, yeah, probably. Uh, but I was like, wow, that's, I know for sure what I'm getting. I'm not, you know, cause the same guy that I talked to about buying mine, he's like, yeah, I bought from some other company and my wife's, my wife's has like this huge dark spot on it. I'm like, oh shit, I don't want to, you know, 
I don't want that. You know, I want like the ideal, you know, end user experience. Um, but being able to select through there, like that was that was incredible for me. And actually, I found like I found one I really liked. And uh, you know, like I told you, I was doing this very early in the morning, like quarter after midnight. And the first time I I, I picked one, and I went to go through the buying process, and uh, my bank blocked it because it thought it was a, a you know a fraud oh, yeah. transaction. It happens all the time. I'm like, oh shit! Like I'm going to lose the two by one. Of course, like my mind jumped straight to catastrophe, worst possible scenario. Because in a sale, that happens way too many times. Ex- yeah, I mean, we, have, we have so many people who call in and say, "Hey, can you help me pick? I have you know option A and option B." I'm like, "Listen, dude, I'd love to, and we're going to help you, but um, during a sale, especially Black Friday, Fourth of July, oh, Christmas, yeah. holy shit, we have to keep upping our servers every sale because it's just." You know, massive. Yeah. It's it's like oh you you may not have any friends who are buying it yet, but you wouldn't believe the thousands upon thousands of people trying to buy, you know, serial number X Y Z at the same time. So the second you're taking on that phone call is the second those other thousand people are on that tube option hitting add to cart checkout now. So yep. you know you just got to make a decision and and having informative conversations beforehand. Right, um, like you had with with your with your friends or, or reading is imperative because there's going to come a time where you know X company is going to launch a sale and you're gonna be like, well, shit, this option's good. Next, oh, this option's better. Well, this option's almost the same as option one. And this option's like option two, and you're like, well, shit, which one do I pick? Right, you got to pick one because this indecisiveness is only going to you know screw you over because you're going to be like, oh, I let me go back to option one. Error, huh? Shit, option one's out of stock. Option two, option three, so on and so forth. Because it happens. I feel bad for for customers who call in sometimes during sales and say, uh, "You know, I was between options one and five. Which one would you look?" And, you know, you know, one of our one of our team will go on the website and and look and like, well, you know, option X was great, but options one through five that you just listed that you want, they're all sold. You know, See, night vision. The nice, the nice part with me in the conversation I had was like, I just told him like, listen, John, straight up, man, I have no idea what these stats mean. I have no idea what the specs are about. Tell me what I should look for. He's like, okay, cool. Uh, he get, and I don't even, I couldn't even rattle off the names of them if I tried, but like, he's like, look at this range for this, this range. He gave me ranges to stay in. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, and he, I sent him a couple and he was like, ah, I would look for something a little bit better in this range or whatever. And actually the second one that I ended up getting, I didn't find the first one again. Maybe somebody else bought it. The second one, the stats were actually a little bit better. So I'm like, well, maybe this just, it was supposed to work out this way. Like some kind of, you know, divine intervention of God helping me buy fucking night vision or something. And like, I turned it on, you know, walked around the basement. Like it's great. Like I have absolutely no complaints. Uh, But I was seriously, when it, when it rejected, I was freaking out about, Oh yeah. I mean, getting the one I wanted. You know, I think I think it's good that your friend gave you a range, but I think, you know, I'd like to build on that for a second and say, yeah, ranges are important to have. And there's also certain ranges of thresholds of photocathode sensitivity, SNR, luminous gain, that if I gave you one at the bottom end of the spectrum and the top end of the spectrum, most of the time you can't tell a difference. And what I mean by that is, there's a matching criteria that we use, the same criteria that Elbit L3 Photonis used for matching goggle pairs of tubes, right? If, again, you can see, you know, 
on your screen that there's two tubes in front of me. They're not yeah. made the same, right? This one may be 95% the same as the one next to it, but they're not identical. No tube is identical, right? So you always have a range. You have a plus or minus SNR, plus or minus gain, um, photocathode sensitivity, um, that you just can't tell a difference. And that range is what allows us as manufacturers and everybody else to, to take those very individual specific tubes and put them in a goggle. And because there's a range that our eyes don't perceive a difference, you can you can have that and you can have you match goggles. But you know, the difference between harping over a 30 SNR being left on the website, for instance, versus a 30.5 or even a 33 and a half, right? Yeah, the on paper looks better when it's higher in the SNR range, but overall, will you see too much of a difference? Probably not. Right. So, you know, and it, that kind of builds into the, the EBI thing, you know, I don't even know if it was a year ago or so, but um, people, e, people need to understand that EBI is not the end all be all. If it's over one, it's like, oh, the industry as a whole was, was almost suggesting that if an EBI was over one, it was a crap tube. Well, mil spec in 2019 and mil spec today is still two and a half max EBI. Right. Yeah. And and, and some commercial options are even into the five EBI. And yeah. And the the thing about EBI is, you know, don't focus on it. Don't focus on EBI. If if you're going to turn down a, 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 we'll just use examples. We're going to turn down a 35 SNR L3 tube because the EBI is over one versus a, you know, a, 30, 30 SNR tube and the EBI is under one, you gotta, you gotta get some more education. You gotta, you gotta get some, you gotta call steel. You gotta call somebody. You gotta look at some documents some forums some white papers and say, is EBI this imperative? And it's not because at the end of the day, mil spec max, and that's all the tubes that we offer have a max of 2.5 EBI with the L bit and the L3. What, what I tell myself is the same thing I tell my customers and our team here at Steel. It's simple. If the military can deploy with two and a half EBI in any capacity, right, yeah. protect our freedoms and come home, then we as civilians who you know use this in a recreational capacity or an official training capacity, shit, if the people who you know killed bin Laden use two and a half EBI, we sure as hell can too. The SNR is more important, the luminous gain, the photocathode sensitivity. I will take a 40 SNR tube with a two and a half EBI over a 30 SNR with a one EBI. It's just plain simple. And if the industry and users can have a better understanding that EBI is, is not this scenario of if it's over one, skip the tube. Okay, well, I hate to tell you, but the average of L3 tubes that I have seen um, within the industry, the 10 UMs, the UAs, et cetera, we're getting some cream of the crop SNRs, right? 33 and above is pretty standard. I mean, most of the L3 tubes that we offer, um, they're above 2,400 figure of merit. 72 line and pair, you're getting well over 30 SNR. You're getting upwards of, in some cases, 40 SNR. Some cases even higher than 40 SNR. Not only in the systems that we build, but Hell, we just got some 
I just looked at some 1531s today and and that are going live on our website tomorrow. But um, they got 40 SNR. Shit, those EBIs are well over one. So wow. uh, to some degree, it'll probably sit a day or two because they'll look at the EBI and say, it's not worth it. But the first person to realize that that's a 40 SNR, you're going to say, the hell with the EBI. I don't care. Yeah. Right? It does, you know, you're you're getting so much more signal than the EBI is even worth complaining about because at the end of the day, it's not. You know, always stress the SNR and the other very important metrics, luminous gain, photocathode sensitivity. Um, and I say the hell with EBI. I say we as an industry need to make a push um, and educate the customers in a greater capacity of kind of common sense applications, right? Of, of using the device and kind of, you know, it's it's nice to be able to, to to go down the rabbit hole on what this spec and what that spec mean. But, you know, if I if I did that, with you right now, right? Is it really going to, it's not going to change the performance of the unit you bought, right? If I right. gave you a different unit with a, a slightly higher or slightly lower metric of EBI, SNR, and it was still within that matching range, would you tell a difference? No. Could I? No. Probably the, not. the paper says it's different, but it doesn't, but it doesn't mean we can physically, you know, accurately see, uh, well, you know, option one is, well, that, that's 1% better. No, right? It has to be drastic outside of that matching criteria to be able to tell a difference. So, you know, look at sensible options in, in terms of metrics. 2000 plus photocathode response. Any EBI is fine. 0.0, .0 which was a thing with L3 tubes that we had. I don't know. It's probably been 12, eh, 12 plus months ago. Um, SNR, 30 plus across the board. L bit or L3, get you a 30 plus, get you a, you know, really 65 to 70,000 um, luminous gain on the tubes. Um, and you're pretty much set, you know, Halo Valley, if you keep it around a 0.7 or less, you're doing great. Um, you know, definitely Halo is one thing that uh, keep it under one guys. That's, that's, uh, you know, not every, not every tube is, is going to be under one, you know, 1.25 is, is, is kind of the uh, threshold there. But uh, if you can keep it under one, you're doing just fine. EBI, if it's 0, 0.0 to 2.5, it's fine. SNR, if it's 30 and above, it's fine. And once you kind of check all those boxes off, because like you said, you know we, we're, we're prolific in a sense that we post the picks, we post the specs. Once you find a unit that's like, hmm, that checked all the, bunk, the, the boxes that you know, the steel team said. Let's look at this picture. Well, it's pulled up at the same time I'm reading these specs. Wow. Yeah, there's some there's some peppering here. There's a spot here. It's all visible. It's all transparent. Check out. And within 24 or 48 hours, it's in your hands. And you're using night vision. So night vision is important to be educated on, but not over-educated in as a commercial, you know, hobbyist end user, if you will, or, or, or whatnot. Because what you find is you'll just over-educate yourself to pick nothing. Because L3 tubes, their SNR is climbing sky high, but with that trend, the EBI is going up too, which is why I'm taking the higher SNR with the higher EBI, and I'm going out and killing pigs. I'm going out to the range. Yeah. No, that's one of those things. I think you, you'll you're, you'll let your anxiety over trying to find the perfect uh, the perfect tube talk you out of making the purchase every time. And um, <clears throat> I don't want to say like it, you know. 
that good enough is good enough. But I mean, there is some credence in that is good enough for what you're, you know, the, the ranges, the, the stat lines you kind of gave there, like this is going to work for you. You can rely on that. And then, you know, if you want to, you know, narrow it down by what you see on the picture, I mean, mine has some like a dark spot, but it's at the very like edge of the, the lens itself. And I'm like, you know what? I can hardly even tell it's there. I'm cool with that. Just, you know, understand that it's never going to be nothing you ever buy is going to be perfect. A car off the lot is going to have issues. Uh, a gun off the rack is going to have issues. You know, perfection just doesn't exist in the human world. And, and it's, you know, it's not even we're not even talking imperfections in, in two manufacturers. I mean, steel, um, I led the way in getting us ISO 9001 certified, right? Not many night vision companies are. And that's a testament to our quality control, our process and procedures. You know, we invested in a Hoffman to, to not only, you know, build these systems and, and aid in that, but to to for checks and balances with tubes, right? Elbit, Photonis, L3, they got the same Hoffman we do. We had that ability to, to really impress upon the importance of, of QC, right? We're checking these tubes with a very expensive Hoffman machine. It's not just a $20,000, $30,000 machine. It's double that in a lot of cases. And we do that so you as the end user can, can be certified and comfortable that you know what, the tube I'm buying meets the specifications I'm buying. You know, other people, other companies, uh, a lot of people now have a Hoffman. It's it's great. And I think it's important because we, we have the ability to verify um, spots to spec before it goes on the website, before it goes into somebody's hands. And we, we rejected, I mean, we rejected some uh, tubes today that um, either had emission points or, or had uh, spots that don't meet the spec, right? And we had the capability to do that. And anybody with a Hoffman does too. And it's important to, to have that equipment to, to have a independent accreditation like ISO to say, you know, when you're, when you're buying from steel, you're not just buying another night vision device, right? You're, it comes with the customer service. It comes with the warranty. It comes with the backing of, you know, we don't just say we're doing what we're doing. We're certified by somebody else, you know, an international uh, certification that says, you know what steel's doing what they're saying they're doing and i and they pop in at any time um and say you know what let's do an audit okay here you go here's our process here's our procedures here's everything else here's our qc and uh check it and we get recertified right so that's awesome i mean i'm sure it's probably not awesome for you guys to go through I'm, oh. you know, <laughs> never fun, no matter how you split it but from a consumer perspective like i feel even, I mean, I already felt great about my purchase. I feel way better about it. And I think, you know, people listening to this, if you're looking like not saying you have to go buy through seal, but I think you make a, there's a pretty good argument for why you should, you know yeah, I mean? It's, it's, it's the argument of, of going back to when we started in 2019 that says, you know, everybody, and I mean, everybody was at that 12 to 24 plus week lead time. And it was hell. It was hell for us. It was hell for the, the end user who, Really, in this day and age, Amazon has, you know, mentally changed our thought process of I'm going to go on Prime, I'm going to order this, and shit will be here tomorrow. Okay, night vision can be that too. Some companies decide that uh, they don't want to do it, and that's okay. But there's no reason it can't be, and that's what we're doing, and that's what a lot of other people are starting to do too, or or have done right in line with us is 
is that ability to order today and have it tomorrow and, and have that transparency of, you know, here's my 50, 100, you know, what, how many options you list at a time and say, I'm going to pick this one and I'm going to get it. Right. And I'll be transparent. Even on our website, there's a, there's a memo that says, you know, this image is captured in our Hoffman and it's not going to capture every lighting condition. It's not going to capture every focal point. It's not going to capture, you know, hundred percent of the conditions you're going to experience, but you're going to see what you're going to get. Right. And when you adjust for distance or when you're looking at a white wall in your basement, for instance, you're going to see every imperfection, right? If you take a brand new car off the lot and you're like, hmm, there's that piece of, uh, you know, that, that little detailer scratched the outside of that door. He dinged it. Okay. You still bought the car. It's still going to function. Right. You need it. Um, and, and tubes are kind of like that too, with spots and, and peppering. If, you know, if Elbit, L3 and Photonis can, can make a tube that's, pepperless spotless you bet your ass they would have done it already right because people will pay for it and and i was i had the ability to to look at a tube um that's still in development uh, from l3 and i tell you what when i say it was like a dalmatian or a cow spotted to hell I oh, tell God. You, i mean the specs on this tube were immaculate um that made the spots I'm like, okay, I got Dalmatian vision, but you know what? These specs are kick-ass. And and that was, you know, flashback nine years ago, I was always like, I need a clean image. I don't need peppering. I don't need spots. You know, I don't care what the specs are. Oh, I care what the specs are today. I look at, I have, you know, the team here at Steel, we have the ability to look through thousands upon thousands of tubes a year. And what we notice is, you know, some people at the end of the day are going to be different. Some people prefer, you know, uh, just a clean tube. They don't care how it performs. And the people care how it performs. They don't care how it looks. And having that transparency in the site to say, you make the decision yourself. If you're one of those people that just wants the cleanest image, but I don't care how it performs, here you go. Here's your list. Those people who want, you know, I need to know what specs I'm getting. And then I'll consider the image. Okay. It's the same site. You get the same options everybody else does. So it, it's that flexibility that has really afforded us in, in three short years to, like you said, you know, all of a sudden, like, who are these people? Right? I, hear, I hear the T-Rex arms talking about it. I hear my friends talking about it. And you, know, you hear the other ones who have been around for 10 to 20 plus years. And those are still great companies. You know, the yeah. light industry itself is very small. Um so we all talk to each other. We as manufacturers, we have conversations with the other ones. It's not just, you know, shot show meetings. It's not just everything else. This industry is very tight knit. It's very small. Everybody knows everybody. There's a lot more end users out there than there are night vision manufacturers. So, you know, we all discuss leading the way into new and exciting technologies. And this year at shot show, it's going to be no different. There's, some exciting new products that are coming out in the thermal world, in the digital space, in the housing space um, for night vision technologies. Um, there's, you know, the the D, the DTAMs, I can talk about that from, from Active Black. There's some other housing manufacturers um, out there making new and exciting products. Um, they're really helping lead the way for innovation. They're 
leading the way into hopefully reducing the cost as much as possible because we go back to the discussion of you know we as manufacturers look at ways that we can offer the best value to our customers in performance and cost and you know it's it's these new ideas that that really aid in that it's the the idea that you know maybe 3d printing is okay additive manufacturing or whatever you want to call it it's used in, in nasa it's used in in aerospace and defense it's used in medical why the hell can't we use it in in night vision right yeah people Department are using it for defense. suppressors now i mean like it's all I over the place. i mean you, you don't you know when you think 3d printing it's not just this desktop printer that you got off you know walmart it's it's these you know multi in some cases multi-million dollar seven six seven figure machines that are they're printing you know nylon 12 they're printing nylon 11 they're printing in titanium and steel and anything else the department of defense is using 3d printers on navy ships to 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 rapid prototype and, and fix parts so it's it's widely used now and night vision is no different where it's being introduced uh, I think it needs to be kind of uh, given a second chance, if you will, because it's not just, oh, this is 3D printed. It has this negative stigma. 3D printing is tough. I mean, look at noise fighters, right? Those panel bridges and those arms are tough as hell. Yeah. Um, and they're 3D printed. I mean, that's not that's knowledge. Um, there's other manufacturers out there who, who 3D print, and there's some robust items. Uh, but also there's some 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 additive manufacturing that's maybe not so robust it's all in the design it's all in the execution and the, the kind of follow through but there's there's a lot of new segments in 23 um that um will help announce ourselves here at steel and another manufacturer in the industry are going to announce um not only at shot show but uh in the coming the coming weeks and coming months that are that we're all striving as night vision manufacturers to Deliver a better experience. Deliver a better product. Um, cost, um, feature rich, etc. Yeah. Well, man, we're coming up to it, and I, I this has been awesome. Like oh, I learned a bunch. Uh, I, I mean, I still feel like I have next to no idea. Uh, about, <laughs> like I said, about, it's a rabbit hole. Yeah, about so much of this stuff, but I think this will be helpful for people listening that are wanting to to, you know, make a for an informed, uh, decision and an informed purchase and, or maybe they already have it in mind and they just need that re reassurance, you know, this has been great. And, uh, honestly, like for as high of an opinion as I had, uh, you know, of steel coming into this conversation, it's even better, you know, the certifications, the, just some of the stuff you shared, like guys, seriously, if you're listening to this and you're looking for someone, um, I would recommend checking out it's steelindustries.com, right? It's just the website. There's nothing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and 2.0 <clears throat> is coming where, you know, it's always that, that progression is moving the needle forward of, you know, we, we have a live chat that is almost always accessible, you know, any day. Yeah, That was really beneficial. I had some questions and they were, I mean, even like eight o'clock at night, there was people that were like, yeah, Hey, my name is, I don't know, Darren, I'm here to answer your question. If you, if you have one, I'm like, so I'm like, is this a bot? Send a message and you're like, oh no, man, here you go. I'm like, okay, shit. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's you know, night vision is is night vision. It's not, you know, yeah, we have we operate an office that's nine to five, but we, you know, we have a passion here at Steel that it goes beyond a nine to five. We use this stuff at, you know in the office every day. We use it on the range, out hunting. We have a passion for this and it translates in, in, into our customer service. 
into our quality, into you know investing in the technology to you know produce better and better products and certify not only ourselves but independently be certified to to give that reassurance that you know what we've been around since 2019 but we we have a good head on our shoulders we're we're dedicated to quality dedicated to progressing the industry further in in terms of in stock availability and like Amazon you know that mentality yeah. it's just it's constantly pushing the needle and 2.0 when we release that here this month it's going to be no different it's going to be a totally uh, new uh, user experience on the website it's going to be better it's going to be more um it's going to be friendlier it's going to be you know eye appealing you know have sex appeal if you will um so we're always progressing that needle forward and, and 2.0 on a website is not the end there's 3.0 4.0 in the works and, and we're going to constantly keep pushing that needle forward to make sure end users within the industry have the tools they need um in an in-stock capacity which is awesome to hear because there's some companies who have been around a while who have not updated their website in a while. And oh, yeah. I mean a while. And uh, let's just say when I was doing my shopping, I I checked them off the list pretty early on purely because I struggled to navigate their site. Um, but I mean, at any rate, yeah, this has been great. Uh, super informative. Like I said, I, I really appreciate you taking the time out of oh, your absolutely. schedule to sit down. I know you guys have like, Probably more than a few things going on, especially you know shop shows a couple <laughs> weeks away. Like I'm sure yeah. you have a few things to to, to uh, address before you you know head over to to Vegas and everything. So really appreciate it, man. Um, and uh, you know I look forward to hopefully being able to get back together and uh, do this in a couple Absolutely. months and, and check yeah. in and everything. Yeah, just just uh, thanks again for having me. We're definitely excited that you um, you wanted us on. I know you just had talked with the T Rex crew and and some other people and. You know, I think it's important to continue conversations in, in any space, right? Especially the one that we're in that's so small. And and it's people like you who keep progressing the information further and, and having these informative discussions with people like myself and, and the crew at T-Rex that really make a difference for just everyday people to, to have access to, to information at, at their fingertips. So again, I, I thank you for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure and I look forward to being on again. So definitely uh, a whole bunch of knowledge shared there. Uh, you know, Duncan's a super smart guy, obviously, and he really knows his stuff when it comes to uh, it comes to night vision. You know, and what what he's doing at Steel, like I I feel way better having purchased through them, and I think it goes a long way to just solidify that there are there are good companies out there to buy through um not all companies are created equal uh and you know it absolutely with something that is as technically involved uh and obviously as financially involved as night vision it really does make sense to do your homework on who you're doing business with because not not everybody may have uh the same quality control practices not everybody may have uh, the same dedication to customer service and customer education and and giving you resources, right? Uh, making the chat feature accessible, uh, making information accessible, even what they do where they just load the individual shots uh, through, I think he said it was a Hoffman machine, right? Of the individual tubes. So you can see, right, what your tube is going you know, to look like. So Steel is doing some amazing stuff. Uh, I, I definitely have, I mean, there's just so much more to get into. I very much look forward to having Duncan on the pod uh, again in the future. Um, I really, really hope that you guys uh, enjoyed this because I, I really did. 
fantastic conversation, uh, lots of information all over the place, and and really fascinating to kind of hear that there's. Uh, you know, so many different offerings out there, right? You know, for tubes and things from the different manufacturers, I had no idea that there were so many different specs, uh, types of tubes, offerings, I mean, for different reasons, right? Aviation, everything else, you know, from, you know, A to Z, so many different, different options out there. I, I had no clue. Um, I knew I didn't know much about this, but my God, I had no idea how little I knew, right? Um, really, really outstanding stuff. Like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And, uh, that's, I mean, that's, that's all I got, right? I mean, what else can I say? Uh, it was a fantastic and informative discussion. Um, until, you know, uh, next week, right. We'll have another guest on. We'll be doing more good stuff, uh, as we kick our way off into 2023 here, as always, uh, you know, we do have a Patreon page. If you guys are making it this far, highly encourage you guys to go check out the Patreon, uh, support us there, uh, doing some fun stuff over there, looking to expand, looking to grow even further. Um, you know, and I, I didn't say it in the intro, but this is episode 150 for us. This is, uh, another like monumental mark, uh, in, in our, in our progress, right? I never thought that we would make it to a hundred episodes, let alone now 150 and, you know, uh, good Lord willing, well, 200 will come and go before I even realize it, you know, by the time, uh, the year is up and we'll just have, you know, continue to groan and, and do all these good things and continue to hopefully bring you guys the good information that you want from the people you want to hear from. Uh, that's, that's the mission goal. And that's, that's what we're here for. So I appreciate the support and until next time, You guys get out there, work hard, train smarter, and be prepared.